0: Focus, focus up, Whitney and Harrison, I'm talking to you. Thanks for watching on YouTube, NGBN.TV, Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Welcome to the episode 14 of the Rubio Method. Today's show is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We're gonna be covering different food worlds, family member brawls, losing our tempers, straight lines not being good, Success in business and adapting and adjusting. Christian, I'm out. Focus, focus up. Bud Masters out in Ohio, I'm talking to you. Thanks a lot for watching on NGBN.TV, YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Amazon podcast. Remember anyone that has any questions for Monahan or myself can simply email Rubio at the Rubio method.com Monahan minute with Monahan. Let's see hear it and see it now.
1: All right, here we go. We've got five top tips on how to get better sleep. Number one, this is a no-brainer. Limit the time right before bed where you're on your phone. That blue light messes you up. Don't get on your phone too close to bedtime. Number two is don't eat a massive meal before bed. I learned this the hard way when I was playing college football. I used to have a huge meal on Friday nights, and then I couldn't sleep all night long. Uh, number three, create a restful routine for t- about two to three hours before bed. It's incredible. It helps your body wind down and allows you to get deeper sleep. Number four, this sounds might sound crazy, but try not to drink too much before bed, and I'm talking that booze, baby, that sauce. Limit how much booze you have before bed. It may help you in the beginning, but then your REM sleep gets all messed up in between. And last but not least, exercise regularly. It's crazy getting that exercise. You know, way before
0: bed is really good, not close to bed. And that is your tips for the Monahan Minute. That was great Monahan. And you know, so I read somewhere that cause it's so hard to get off your phone right before you get to bed. Cause you're kind of just want to recap the entire day. See if there's any last minute emails or texts. I read a great bit of advice that said, try to put your phone in another room, like charge it in the kitchen. Hopefully you don't sleep in the kitchen, the living room someplace other than your bedroom. So that, that could be a nice bit of advice. Monahan, that was excellent. Do you have some website questions for us? Yes, we do.
1: All right, let's dive in. We got Stan from Vancouver, Washington. That's not in Canada, baby. That's in the U.S. of A. Um, his question is, I love food, and in my opinion, either Mexican or Italian are the most delicious. So what are your guys' favorite Mexican and Italian dishes? I'll take that first because those happen to be my top two favorite uh, you know, cultures of food. Number one for Mexican dish, burrito, man. Dude, burrito all day long. I love burritos. I feel like I've never met a burrito that I don't like. They're unreal. And number two, Italian dish. Dude, a big bowl of pasta with meatballs and sauce. Let it rain.
0: Rubio, what do you got? Hold on, Monahan. Do you go pasta that you can twirl or stab? Oh, twirl. Twirl all day long, baby. I'm a ballerina out there. I got you. I got you, Daddy. I like that. Uh, For me, Italian, I've already talked... Pizza, number one, not even close, cold, hot, every day, all day. It doesn't matter. I'll take it in as much as possible. It's fantastic. Anyone that argues with me, I just don't simply like because they're wrong. Uh, For (laughs) You and I are also very simpatico on the Mexican food. I go burrito, but now everyone get a pen or pencil out or take your little notepad out on your phone because I'm going to give you a little tip here. I got to go bean and cheese burrito, wet or dry, wet with a little sauce on top. does not matter to me, but here's the trick. Tell them to double wrap the burrito, because when you eat a normal oh bean and cheese burrito, the last bite is always the best because it's got all that massive tortilla. So now you double wrap it with two tortillas. Every single bite is phenomenal, and then the ends—it's just a flavor explosion of greatness.
1: Oh my gosh, Rubio, that is a game changer. Oh, You're welcome. dude, I have to do that. <laughs> Hey, I love it. Dude, okay. Oh man, I know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Um, I've never heard that before. My mind is blown right now. Sorry. Uh, uh, question number two Do you guys have any advice for dealing with family members? That, that Oh, sorry. Guys, that, geez, Louise. Do you have any advice for dealing with family members that don't believe the same as you
0: do? This is from Tim in Idaho. Rubio, let this one rain. Yeah, uh, this happens quite often for me. And you know me, I like to argue with people and have good discussions. So it's one of those things that if you have to just kind of let it go, they're not going to agree that, say, we'll just use pizza as an example. Pizza is the greatest food ever. And I'm not going to change their attitude. And it's one of those things where I just have to either want to keep battling, battling, battering my head into the wall or just kind of let it go so it's if you enjoy the problem is that i don't like to let it go because i like to poke the bear so i end up trying to kind of keep going and going and going but my advice would be just kind of those are topics that you simply cannot discuss Monahan, what are your thoughts
1: yeah i would completely agree in fact this happened to you and i Rubio. one day and this kind of comes out later too i was screaming mad at you on something we disagreed about and then you were like hey then let's not talk about it and i was like oh (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. So, you know, if you got that ant uncle that is completely opposite of you, just don't talk about it. You can be pissed off about the Chicago Bears or whatever it is that you want to be mad about. Um, just, just get over it because there's plenty of things I'm sure you guys can find that you like in common. Um, all right. Last question. This comes from James in Washington State. He says, you both seem like pretty easygoing guys. So I was wondering, when was the last time you lost it on someone? And I'm going to take this first, James. So, okay. So this was probably about like a year and a half ago. Ruby and I were disagree- Rubio and I were disagreeing on politics. What else is new? And I was pissed. I had about <laughs> had it. So I called him up. I didn't even have a plan when I was going to call him up. I was just going like, to just holler at him at the top of my lungs. And I I lost it. My amygdala and my brain completely flipped. And I think I said, fuck like a thousand times. So that's, uh, that's me.
0: <laughs> I, I remember that it was a good day. I, I, we had a good discussion. <laughs> day. I liked it. Uh, for me, James, number one, good question. The last time I lost it was probably, I would say eight years ago, my youngest son, Damon Dale, he had a liver issue where we thought it was just jaundice. We ended up going to a local hospital from there they gave him 10 billion tests. Then we had to go to a bigger local hospital. And from there it was probably about, we started this journey at say 10 in the morning, it got to about 10 o'clock at night. We're stressed out as all can be because this kid's getting poked and prodded. And we finally get to this bigger local hospital and they put him in a crib. Obviously he was like two or three years old, maybe even younger. And it was almost like a jail because they don't want the kids jumping out and all that stuff because they're obviously a little bit scared. And it was probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And a younger doctor comes in and he tries to give him another shot. And Damon Dale is absolutely losing his mind. And the doctor looks at me and my wife and goes, is your kid always like this? And I, I mean, I, my body temp rose very quickly. And I, I remember almost trying to like, thinking to myself, should I grab him by the throat right now? And I said. Yeah, man, he's always like this if he's been tortured for 12 straight hours in a cage where he doesn't even know where he's at. And that's what I said he figured it out. Everything turned out well in the end. It's a long, long story, but it, everything turned out well in the end. So that's the last time hey. I lost it on someone on hand. Very good questions. Questions. If you guys have any other questions you like Rubio at the Rubio dot com. Christian, I'm out. When times get dark, we can't see the help
2: that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for help with food, health care, and other resources.
0: 211, how can I help you? Call 211 or visit 211.org. 211, get connected, get help. Focus, focus up. I'm talking to you, Ruda, all the way out in Portugal. Thanks for watching on NGBN.tv, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Remember, if you have any questions for Monahan or myself, please email Rubio at method.com. We have a phenomenal guest. Welcome to Hector (laughs) Munoz. Munoz, what's going on, my man? How you doing, Rubio? Good to see you again, pal. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to see you as well. Let me give you a quick bio on Hector. This is quite impressive. There's a lot of of, uh, letters in this so that you know it's impressive. He's a Southern California native who graduated from the University of Miami. He's a husband, father, servant leader, and entrepreneur. He's been the VP of global brand image of Burger King, the chief marketing officer of Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, chief marketing officer of Church's Chicken, chief marketing officer of El Pollo Loco, and is currently the owner and CEO of Senior Helpers of South Orange County. Good God. Hector, first question, who's got the best chicken? Just kidding. Don't answer. Don't answer. Don't answer. (laughs) I I don't want to get you in trouble. I know, but I don't want to get you in trouble. We'll talk about it after, though. Um, so I have three quick questions for you. Huh? Just again, to loosen you up a little bit. You've you've lived in several different states just from the time that I've known you. Which states have the best food options?
2: Best food options, Chicago, absolutely. Best state. Let's ever. go. This guy
1: could say I love this.
2: But, yeah. It, Chicago. And why they, Chicago? Oh, in Chicago. I mean, they have the best hot dogs ever known to mankind. They they have the best pizza. Rubio, you should know that, right? You're a pizza guy. Uh, and they have the best steaks in the world and, and multiple, multiple options. And so you have it all there. So you can go light and you can get a hot dog or you can go heavy and you get a great steak and a wonderful bottle of wine. <laughs> it's
0: I love how you're saying we're going to go light with our eating and it's a hot dog. <laughs> You and I are partying after that. That's a, that's a great little answer. Okay. Hector, second one. If you could play any
2: sport professionally, what would it be? Uh, I'd love to play uh football. Absolutely. Love to play football. If it's professionally, I'd prefer to play college football, but if it's professional, NFL all the way.
0: Okay, good answer. Good answer.
2: Last one. Can I tell Rock you? what position? star.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, well, Long if I was 6'6 six, six and chiseled, I'd want to be a tight end <laughs> or a defensive end. But since I'm not, I guess I'm more qualified, more equipped to be a kicker. So,
0: <sighs> Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I, I, you know how I feel about kickers, but we'll talk about that later as well, obviously. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> Rockstar, award-winning author, or inventor? If you had to be one, which one do you
2: choose and why? Uh, I think I'd be an inventor. Because at the end of the day, I think uh, you you have a long, longer legacy, but I think more importantly, you can create something that's going to help people, that's going to benefit people. Not that entertainment doesn't, it doesn't, that's good for the soul. But I think, you know, depending on the invention, I mean, it's an opportunity to really create something that will make people's lives better.
0: I kid you not, when I wrote that question out, I said, he's going to choose inventor and you gave literally the exact reason I had in my head of why. So- kudos to me and kudos to you as well. <laughs> you talk about life not being
2: linear. That's what do right. you mean? Well, life isn't linear. And what I what I tell anyone who's willing to listen, mostly my, my kids, is that life isn't linear. You, some days you have good days and some days you have not so good days. And as long as you have more good days than not so good days, you're doing all right. And just know those bad days, don't dwell on them because guess what? Tomorrow is going to be a better day. I guarantee you that. And that's what I mean by and, that.
0: and by linear and by linear you mean just going in a straight line. You're saying it's just okay to... up. this line's never going to do it like this. It's going to go boom 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 boom.
2: That's exactly right. And quite frankly, if it were linear, people would get bored, you know? Um, you know, because again, you have your peaks and valleys and, and in an effort or in order to to really be able to enjoy those peaks, you got to have a couple of valleys. And quite frankly, you know, valleys occur when when you fail, right? And as long as you learn from your failures and you fail up, guess what? You're gonna have more peaks. And so that, that's what I mean by life isn't linear. It's it's just, again, more good days than bad, you're doing all right.
0: And as this shows based on men's mental health, that's one of the things we've talked about several, several times is that sometimes the good is actually, the good is great. And sometimes the bad is good as long, like you said, as you learn from it. If you keep that's eating right. a certain food and it keeps giving you diarrhea and you're not learning from it, well, then you're just going to have diarrhea for the rest of your life and you've got issues. Right. So it's one of those that hopefully you can learn from that.
2: that. That's exactly right. And that's something I've always, you know, throughout my career, I've never been afraid to take risks. I've never been afraid to fail because I think that with failure, there's a lot of learning and there's a lot of upside. And that's where you create, again, a lot more of these uh, these great days, if you will. So I agree. I agree. I mean, I think, I'll, I, think I might use that.
0: <laughs> you should how do you reading your bio you're you're like a freak in the business world freak in a good way how can you explain your success hard work luck good parenting all of the
2: above well i mean and that's a great question so i've been in the restaurant business all my life quite frankly my parents uh, owned restaurants when i was very little since so since i was 7 years old i was waiting on tables i was bussing tables i was washing dishes i was doing everything known to mankind and at the time I felt that was like the worst childhood known to mankind. It was like, what did I do to deserve this, right? But now looking back, it's like the greatest gift my, my parents could have ever given me because it, it showed me the value of a dollar. It, it, it helped me build this tremendous work ethic that I have. And it really showed me to be humble and, and how to value humility. Because there were a lot of times where I'd be working in a restaurant and I'd have some of my classmates come in with their families. And I'll tell you, that was pretty humiliating to have to, to serve them at that time. But again, it just it built me and it made me the person that I am today. And again, it's, it's quite frankly, the greatest gift. So I've never been afraid to you know do things that maybe are you know beneath others because quite frankly, I experienced that at a young age and, uh, and really developed this culture that I believe in and I'm building my company around and that's around servant leadership where you put the needs of the people, uh, your clients, et cetera, ahead of your own. And we're here to serve and here to provide the resources that our teens need in order to be successful. And that's something that I learned at a very young age, unknowingly uh, until I got into the corporate world where we started to study this. And I said, hey, guess what? I've been doing this since I was seven. And it's something that comes real natural to me. And that's, you know, that's what we're all about.
0: So out of those three things, hard work, luck, and good parenting, the only one that you didn't mention was luck. And do you think that you, all of your hard work and your parents pushing you when you probably didn't want to be pushed, do you think that all that parent parental pushing and the hard work created your luck?
2: Um, you know what? Here's what I'd tell you about luck. I, I do think there's an element of luck involved in, in people's success. There, I mean, there there just is. But the way I look at it, I don't look at it and say, you know, I've been a very lucky person or a lucky man. I don't. When people ask me, I say I've been a very blessed man. And, you know, and I do feel that I've been blessed all my life. You know, there are just certain people that, you know, get the breaks and there are certain people that don't get the breaks. And there are certain people that get a few breaks. And since I was very, very young um, and I think it's it's based on the person that I am and how I treat people, I treat people with respect I treat people with kindness. I'm good to people. And because of it, I do think that that God has blessed me. And I've been very fortunate since a very, very young age where things, you know, breaks have come my way. And so I would say, yeah, there's a little bit of, of luck involved, but I call it more a blessing.
1: Hector, that's awesome. I'm a big fan of that. When- I always wonder, right? You are a very successful human, right? All those CEOs and 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 CMOs and all that we talked about earlier, um, in the 20 years, right? It, it hasn't probably been all rainbows and butterflies. So how do you handle like the missteps or the days that you had just mentioned it was a rough day? How do you handle those, you know, bad things in the last 20 years to see that you've continued to get success?
2: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. There's a lot packed into that question. But I guess, you know, as I I said earlier, just don't be afraid of taking risks. Right. I mean, many people are afraid to take risks because they feel that that failure is something they'll never be able to come back from. And and I just don't believe that. I just believe that taking risks and with a little blessing. Yeah, you may fail, but you're going to learn from that failure and you're going to do better. I think the other thing is that, uh, you know, don't be afraid of stress. You know, a lot of people don't don't like that feeling where, you know, you you can't sleep all night or or you have a big, massive presentation in front of 5000 people and and you're rehearsing a hundred times because you don't want to mess up and your stomach is all completely knotted up. No one likes that. But you know what that is? It's growth. And and I and I embrace that. So whenever I feel that way, I I kind of I look forward to it because I know it's like I'm growing one way or another, I know I'm growing. And so, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of stress. It doesn't it doesn't scare me at all. And then the other thing that I would say is, I mean, a couple of things is one preparation, preparation. If you don't prepare, you know, the the famous Bruce Lee, right? Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. I, I really do believe that. So I tend to over prepare. And quite frankly, at the end of the day, do more than what's expected especially when people aren't looking or paying attention. I just, I've just, you know, that's, that's been my philosophy throughout my career. And then the last thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask because, and and I tell my kids this almost every day. It's like, what are your odds if you don't ask? Zero. What are your odds if you do ask? 50-50. I'm going with the 50-50, right? And so that's really what I based my career on. You know, obviously there's a lot of hard work and there's doing the right thing, but it's really preparation, uh, you know doing more than what's expected. Don't be afraid to take risk. Don't be afraid to ask for that you know that big job even if even if you're not prepared for it, ask for it and then get prepared for it afterwards and don't don't let stress eat you up. deal with it the right way. And there are a number of different ways that people deal with stress, right? Exercise is probably the best one. Um, But there's a lot of things. Spiritual. Be spiritual. You know, believe in the the good Lord. Talk to the good Lord as often as you can. And those things. And have faith and open up your heart. and, And you'll be able to get through it and be much, much better for it.
0: What advice do you have, Hector, for middle-aged men thinking about switching up the professions or simply taking a gamble with their current jobs? I know you've mentioned a couple times already. You got to take the risk. You got to take the risk. You got to take the risk you, you to, for have, to have success. But what if you? Because remember, this show is based on men's mental health you got a guy 40 50 60 and he's kind of just you know basically driving along do you know 8 to 5 doing his thing and he's kind of just at that point where man hey i i don't know if i if i could do it or would do it you know what advice do you have for those guys
2: yeah it it just really depends on the individual you know it it, it you know based on what you're looking to do and and the motivation um you know some people like to play it safe some people like to you know, have a nice comfortable path and, and that's okay. But if you really want to to meet some of those uh, aspirations that, that you have, you're, you're going to have to get off the path a little bit and, and take some risk uh, and, and get out of your comfort zone. Because I'll, I'll tell you, every time and throughout my career, whenever I felt comfortable, I always knew and felt, okay, this is probably the time to make a change because you know with comfort i mean you just become very stagnant if you will and in my opinion that that hinders your growth so you know um you know there's a song i think nirvana sings that i think it's nirvana where like i love the comfort of pain and and sometimes you got to you got to you know look forward to that pain and and be able to you know to deal with it if if you want to grow but again i'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with you know taking you know the the comfort route many people Live happy, happy lives that way. But for some of us, it's just not—you know—it's not—it's not, you know, it's not, it's not what—it's uh, not what really motivates us to move forward.
0: Hector, tell us about your newest endeavor. Where can people find out more information
2: about it and you? Oh, absolutely. So my newest endeavor, and we've been open about a year now, and thank God we've been blessed. Uh, we've done really, really well. We've—we're uh, exceeding expectations. Um, We're beating our business plan. Everything's going really well. And and what we're doing is um, basically I own a company called Senior Helpers. And uh, you can go online, www.seniorhelpers.com. We're based, our office is based in in Orange County. We call it South Orange County out here. Um, But really what we do is we provide in-home care for seniors that want to age gracefully and safely in their homes. Many seniors, especially out here, And these homes in Orange County, they're they're big, massive homes. And it's taken them 40, 50 years to, one, pay them off and, two, get them to where, to how they like them. So so they don't want to move. They don't want to leave. They want to stay home. And so that's where my services come in. We come in to provide whatever level of support they need so that, again, they can stay home, they stay away from the hospital, and they don't have to live or move to one of these assisted living facilities. And the reason we looked into this is because both my wife and I, who's my partner, and that's for another interview, you know, going into business with your spouse. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, we, we did this because we, we experienced this with our families. And, you know, I experienced it with my father. She experienced it with her father, seeing her mother being the caregiver. And so when we, we learned and did our research, it was like, we understand this. We, we get this. We, we understand the need and the demand. And it's and it's real. And then I put my business hat on and it's like, well, guess what? People are getting older and they're living longer. And that little sweet spot of baby boomers that are actually going to be needing our support, that's about a year away. So we we are just the momentum is just building. So it just felt like, okay, we understand the need. It's real. The demand is there and we get to build a business with a purpose. And, And really, that's what we wanted to do. And yes, I've had a successful career my first half. You know, and, and could I kept could I keep growing that? Could I have kept growing that? Yeah. But this is the second chapter, right? Or or the second part of my career. And I guess I wanted I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something more meaningful rather than just, you know, making franchisees rich and getting people fatter. And so now I'm actually helping people.
0: That was phenomenal. Um, give us the website one more time, Hector.
2: Yeah, it's www.seniorhelpers.com dot com. And then once you go in there, you Perfect. can just uh, type in South Orange County and then it'll come right to us. And again, we're here to help. So even if you're in Idaho, right? Lewiston and you just need some advice, call me, you know? I mean, I'm, I'd love to talk to you and guide you and give you the support because at the end of the day, our mission is we're just here to help, right? We're here to help and there's there's a big need and and it, and it feels really good, you know, to be able to do this.
0: Perfect. Hector, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. I've been excited to do this interview and you, you knocked it out of the park. Thanks again, Christian. Number one, hold on. I'm not, I'm not out yet, Christian, because I thought for sure when he gave us that song title, you were going to Google it and put it up in the little chat window and you did not. So I'm a little disappointed in you, but I figure you'll do it by the next time. But Christian, I'm out. Focus. Focus up. Casey, you and Jet out in Colorado, I'm talking to you. Thanks for watching on NGBN.TV, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Remember, if anyone has any questions for Monahan or myself, please email Rubio at theRubioMethod.com. Monahan, what did you think of Hector? Man, that guy's got me running through a wall. I, I
1: just loved his passion and his just overall push to be better every single day at life. That
0: was awesome. I loved the quote about comfort and pain or whatever, and we we tried to Google it and all that. And my apologies to Christian because I guess he gave us the wrong lyrics, So. Christian, I I apologize directly to you. Uh, So there's no way you could have done it. But that was a great, great quote. And getting out of your comfort zone, I think that's what a lot of guys need to really, really do. Especially, Monahan, you always talk about, and we both always talk about, getting out of your comfort zone to just talk to someone. Because guys can be so Mm -hmm. quiet. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do this. But sometimes, dude, just shut your mind off and go talk. All right, it's time for the bottom line for all our new watchers and listeners. The bottom line is the final segment. It's basically the stuff that you should have learned without even realizing you learned it. We've got three of them. Number one, if you want to see a straight line, look at a ruler and not your life. Remember, that's what Hector was talking about, how life is linear. Okay? It's not going to go straight like this. It's going to be way too boring. You'll never understand the highs if you don't see some lows. So look at a ruler, not your life if you want something straight. Number two, turn out the lights. The party's over. mon and take it.
1: Yes. Hey, turn the lights off, baby. Unwind at night. Get some good sleep. If you're
0: struggling with sleep, turn off the lights, baby. Party's over. <laughs> and number three, Everyone in every situation are different, which means there is no cut and paste formula for success. Hector was a great, great example of that. He didn't just have this cookie cutter approach of, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. He was, you know, serving dishes at seven, uh seven years old, working his tail off, had the humility of you know having to serve a lot of his buddies and probably girlfriends and friends. And that kind of pushed him along. And you know, stay out of your comfort zone. I keep saying it over and over and over, but dudes, you got to get out of your comfort zone, you got to be able to communicate with others. Monahan, that is a wrap on episode 14. I'm pumped. Real quick, Monan, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm kind of hot and sweaty. I've got a little bit under that. the weather. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not saying that this was my Jordan flu game, but this might hey. have been my Jordan flu game because I wanted to wait until after to see if you noticed, but I powered through. I did it for the men. I did it for the women. I did it for the children. Hey, man, I hey, the people are clamoring, man. They're talking. This is the flu game for Rubio. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Everyone keep checking us out at NGBN.TV. Christian, I'm out.